0: Now that we've covered contraindications, let us cover the precautions. Precautions are for the patient at risk of developing aspirin-associated complications. Precautions include but are not limited to bronchial asthma patients that are sensitive to aspirin as it inhibits the prostaglandins required to relax smooth bronchial muscles. Patients with a history of peptic ulceration with active gastric bleeding, including melina stools. Possible aortic aneurysm may present as acute coronary syndrome and aspirin would inhibit clotting and that could lead to rupture of the aortic aneurysm. The simultaneous use of blood thinners and wide-angle glaucoma Adverse reactions is also going to be covered here. Adverse reactions are the unpleasant reactions to the medication. Aspirin adverse reactions may include but are not limited to allergic or anaphylactic reaction, respiratory difficulty due to bronchial constriction, Gastric mucosal irritation, which will present as nausea, cramping, heartburn, gastritis, upset stomach, or constipation. Then fetal distress due to the obliteration of the patent ductus arteriosus. Cessation of uterine contractions. Now, why would the uterine contractions um, stop? Because aspirin inhibits prostaglandins. Prostaglandins are responsible for the synchronous contractions of the uterus. Inhibition of prostaglandin synthesis would restore normal cell permeability, decrease intracellular free calcium, and cause smooth muscle uh, relaxation. So again, inhibition of prostaglandin synthesis would restore normal cell permeability. This will decrease intracellular free calcium and cause smooth muscle relaxation. So we need that calcium to assist with contractions. Then lastly, we're going to cover dosage, administrating and recording of aspirin. Dosage: 300 milligrams of aspirin, dissolvable, non-enteric coated tablet. Administering, the patient must be conscious and able to follow your commands. The route of administration is orally, give the patient the aspirin to chew or dissolve in a small amount of water if they are unable to chew it. You can also crush it and place it under the tongue of the patient in those with difficulty swelling such as stroke patients or facial paralysis. In an absolute emergency, enteric coated aspirin can be crushed and given to the patient when nothing else is available. Again, enteric coated can only be crushed and given when nothing else is available. Important is record keeping. On the patient report form, record the drug given, the dose, the route, and the time of administration, followed by your ECP number, name, and signature. Recording of these times are important when specialists intervene with other medications. Some treatment will require a waiting period for aspirin to work out. Therefore, time of administration is vital. On arrival back at station, record the administration with the call number and the patient report form number into your drug control register. It's very important. Some of your blood thinners, your Clexans or your Heparins and that that are used to break clots, we have to wait for the aspirin to work out of the system. We have to wait for that two to four hours before we can administer other medications. So it's vitally important to record the time. Remember the following. Remember the right, right patient, right drug, right dose, right time, right recording. In conclusion, aspirin is a proven drug that can save the life of a patient suffering from acute coronary syndrome emergency. It is the responsibility of the emergency care practitioner to study the protocols um, or clinical practice guidelines within their scope of practice and registration and then to improve on their knowledge. Although there are many uses for aspirin as the scope of capabilities, aspirin is only to be used as indicated in your protocol during the functioning as an emergency care practitioner. Aspirin is still a class A recommended by both ILCOR, the International Liaison Committee on Resuscitation and the American Heart Association guidelines for acute coronary syndrome management. It is also part of the Red Cross, International Red Cross's treatment for, um, on the first aid level, for acute coronary syndromes or heart attack. Discrepancies occur, with the H A and I L C O guidelines, will take precedent. Aspirin is also advised for the use in ischemic strokes according to the H A or the American Stroke Association, for up to 24 to 48 hours post-stroke. But again, as we've discussed it a few times previously, we are not going to give aspirin anymore for stroke care. The Angel Stroke Care System has removed it, um, purely due to the fact of if a stroke occurs while you're sleeping, you do not know whether it is ischemic or hemorrhagic, and not all hemorrhagic strokes will present with a thunderclap headache. So it's important that we get a CT before we start treating with aspirin. And that ends Aspirin. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've got questions, please do not hesitate to ask your questions towards myself, your mentor, um, or your ECT, your paramedic, or be careful with Google. Google is a dangerous thing if you don't know what you're doing, and you can come out with weird and wonderful things. So please ask your mentors or your instructors and follow their advice. Or if you want an answer and they don't know, they will look it up using the correct scientific methods and scholarly, scholarly articles. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.